Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Hack a Chat, the NBA's first podcast featuring a man who's never eaten a hot dog in his entire life. With me is the man that has a bad case of the Varsity Blues. It's James Danderbeek. Dan, what are we going to do? We're going to talk some hoops and tell you exactly what happened to Harold Miner. Before we get to that, we'll talk about the man who is sitting behind the MacBook. He's the mayor of the microphones, Gyro. Thanks for having me. Well, we're happy you showed up, even though you were a little late. You actually were a little late, but we're all right with that. We're here. Uh, this week, we're going to talk a lot about, of course, what happened with the trade rumors. I already said, of course, for those counting at home, I've already started. Uh, we're going to talk about all the trade stuff that happened in the trade deadline of the past week. We're going to talk about some of our favorite games over the past week. But before we do that, we're going to talk about us. Our favorite topic. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be a little selfish. Just a little bit. Before we get into that, I have a question. Oh, what's that? Uh, gyro. Are you okay with us pronouncing hero, or is it gyro, or is it just gyro? I never know what the correct <laughs> way of doing it is. You can call it whatever you want, Dan. Oh, okay, great. Well, awesome. uh, uh, Jeremy Gyro Dover is our, is our producer over here. Um, why did I call you Gyro? What, what's the meaning behind this? Explain this a little bit so it's not just a random name here. Well, because I'm in the OSU marching bands, uh -huh. and that is the name of my row. Oh, which which row would that be? J and I row. And, 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 oh. and a little bit more. What do you do in those rows? Play drums. There you go. That's right. Place he plays the, the snare. Plays the snare drum. So whenever they cut over during the OSU football games and they show the band, even if you don't see him, like you just go, oh, there's Dover. There he is. I do it every single time every I watch. Game. Oh, every game. Which is great. You don't know that because you've never watched a football no. game with me before. So in this instance, <laughs> right. it is Gyro, uh -huh. not Euro. Yes. Got probably. Unless I am he's, all squared away now. Unless he's also Greek. And then, and then it's a really there. confusing situation. <laughs> And then we don't know what's going on. Yeah, so we uh, have digressed <laughs> way past. Well, the no, no. Like a couple minutes in. This is actually where we're where we're headed. Kind of, uh, we're gonna give a little bit of background for each of us. Um, we we're gonna do this a little bit each week. Just try and give a little bit of more. We don't want it to go forty five minutes of this is who we are. This is fun, right? We'll go a little bit each week, five minutes or so, and give a little bit about our background, and then we'll talk basketball because that's what yes. we're here to do. Yes. We're gonna talk hoops. Uh, so Dover. You go to the Ohio State University. Yes. As do I. We are we're both college students, living the dream, both living at home with our parents. You know, like cool college kids of do. Of course. Uh huh. You're you're playing in the marching band. I work at a church, and I I work for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm on their promo team. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy working for a hockey team, but you know my true passion is basketball, of course. Um. There was again. There was number two, of course. Man, I'm killing it already. Those are good. Now, Dan, I want to talk about your basketball experience. Yes, absolutely. Because you are a lot more experienced than Dover and I. Well, I, just because I've you know played the game does not mean I'm much more experienced. I mean, there's definitely folks out there that have never picked up a ball that know way more about the game than I could ever imagine. That's um, true. But so just a little bit about about my background. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing basketball, played on all like those travel teams, AAU teams, all that stuff. Played through high school, um, went on to play at Otterbein University in Columbus, Ohio. Um, played there for four years, but 
after my second year, had a pretty major knee injury mm-hmm. and had to have microfracture surgery around the same time Greg Oden had his original microfracture oh, surgery. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, so we uh, – Were you bedmates? Did you hold hands? In we the... did not. Oh, that'd be funny, uh, no. His doctors were a little more advanced, I would imagine, than the guys doing mine. But I had great doctors, great physicians doing mine. Um, but stayed on and played there or played at Otterbein for, for the two years that I was there and uh, tried to come back after that major knee surgery uh, after missing the full year and then – just kind of pretty much shut down after that. So I was right. fortunate enough to actually be asked by my coach mm-hmm. to stay on as the men's basketball graduate assistant. Well, there so you go. got some really cool coaching experience. Mm-hmm. And the really nice thing about it was the coach that I played under at Otterbein um, is kind of like the equivalent of your John Wooden type Division three. So I played Division three basketball. Right. Um, was at Otterbein University for 40 seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I left was the third all-time winningest Division three basketball coach. So that's a really right. cool experience coaching along a guy that was way ahead of the curve when it came to just knowledge about basketball. Some of the things he was doing coaching-wise in the you know 70s and 80s as mm-hmm. far as analytical things were just intuitive things he was doing. So not yeah. any like, oh, I have data on this. Just say I understand the game. For example, his, his thing was I want to get – as many shots as humanly possible of course no data behind it just we get more shots we have more opportunities to score right and now it's kind of the warriors mentality of let's get as many shots as we possibly can because mm-hmm. we have more of them we have more of an opportunity to get the ball to the basket obviously math makes sense to me exactly so stayed on after playing for the four years of being an Otterbein, stayed on and coached for three seasons awesome um, and now i have moved into uh an adult job Oh, wow. Where I travel around and get to make sales. I'm in sales. Um, it's a oh really boy. cool gig. and uh, But have the opportunity to do something like this on the side of it. So well, we that's love my it. basketball experience. All right. Well, now you're not the only person with coaching experience. In I'm basketball. not. Uh, myself and Dover are both uh, coaches of the church that I work at, the Cider Ridge. Shout out to my Ridgebacks. Uh, we're both the coach of the Cider Ridge Ridgebacks team. Uh, it is a youth league that plays with a bunch of different churches around the area, as well as a few youth centers. And we are pretty much the greatest coaches to have ever walked in there. I believe it. Um, and it has nothing to do with our actual coaching ability. It all has to do with our players. We're just good at recruiting, really. We found the right kids to, to center around, and we're like, hey, bring your friends. Hey, bring your siblings. Uh, it's a very complicated league because we have – uh, sixth grade through 12th grade playing. And so you have 11 year olds on the same court as 18 year olds and it's boys and girls. So there's lineup restrictions, you know, so everyone gets uh, playing time. And there's also a point situation. That's weird where all girls and all middle schoolers get an extra point for every basket that they make. And so we've had to w- kind of work around that. And we- we've done a great job uh, when Dover, unfortunately, has not been able to come this past se- this season. But last season, we won the championship in triple overtime. If you've ever been around me before, you've heard the story of how we were down 13 with six minutes left. And we came back with a minute left. We tied the game up. Went to triple overtime. We won by one. No big deal. It's all coaching. Um, it's, it, was all, it was all the coaching. I mean, really, it was just my motivation of the team and nothing to do with just their pure athletic talent. Um, but seriously, though, like last – the last game that we had, we won fifty-seven to ten. Again, <laughs> it was. Uh, I I felt a little bad because the other team scored three points in the final twenty-six minutes. Um, you had a really good defensive strategy going in. You did your scouting. You did your homework. You saw their weaknesses, and, and we you were pounced. And we were taller. 
which is also <laughs> something that's key. Yeah, Length absolutely. and athleticism, something mm-hmm. you have. Exactly. <laughs> it was great. Well, we, I love playing with those guys. Shout out to my Ridgebacks. I know some of them are listening, and so uh, it's really cool to coach them. We have a lot of fun. A little bit more about what we like just in general. We're going to go to our favorite things. We're going to start with our new segment. We haven't done this before. It's called Listen to This, which sounds ridiculous. Because ah. we're, we're going to come up with, Yeah, but we're going to come up with lists, like a list of things, like numbered yes, numerical things. L-I-S-T-E-N. T-E-N. Yeah, list, listen Got it. to this. Yes. There we go. All right, we're going to do our top five favorite players not necessarily the top five players that we think are the best in the league or or even have had the best careers just what we like to watch what what makes us have fun yes um we're gonna start out with you dan start with me yeah we're going with you i know you were second on the paper but you were going first we're going first so So, uh there you go so hit it off with that with that being the idea here and this is obviously you said not a oh i think these are the best five or right. these are the best guys in the league these are just the guys mm-hmm. i really enjoy paying attention to and watching right as i'll just cut i'll cut right to the list so my my list of the five kevin durant mm-hmm. russell westbrook dirk nowitzki Giannis antetokounmpo nice and carmelo anthony i could tell you really practice on Giannis's last name well so when he came out <laughs> of greece coming to america i mm-hmm. That draft was the Anthony Bennett draft. There is not a huge, like, this is the number one guy. Cavs had the first pick. Right. Also a Cavs fan being in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Cheer for the Cavs. Want them to do well. And coming out, a buddy of mine and I were watching some of his highlights. Like, look, there really isn't anybody that's worth it. And this guy kind of looks like Kevin Durant. Right, yeah. So, at this point, if we're going to take a big swing, it might as well be with a guy that we don't really know much about even though his videos look like he's playing against second graders absolutely but we'll take it um so i was high on him coming over into Mm -hmm. the league and has been a guy that i have really liked just paying attention to now his game hasn't really gotten to the being able to shoot 15 to 18 to 22 feet yet right but he's so long and he's so athletic mm-hmm. that it kind of eliminates some of it now if you watch the bucks you kind of see defenders play like a good five feet off of him and just dare him to shoot it right something that i hope will come you know he's still very young and still has the ability to develop that he's still growing he's still growing and that's the other crazy it's insane thing. and guys like that i have an affinity for long athletic guys mm-hmm. that you know may not necessarily be able to shoot it just yet but could eventually um, and I just love Giannis, and yeah. I think his game could reach just really great heights. And one of my guys on the list, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. obviously, again, I told you. Oh, I another that. long athletic another guy. Another long athletic guy. <laughs> I have an affinity for guys who are super long, super athletic, mm-hmm. can handle it, and can shoot it. It's an anomaly to me that a guy like seven feet tall, even though he's listed at 6'9", mm-hmm. who are we kidding? We all know Kevin Durant's 6'11", 7 oh, feet tall. absolutely. I don't know why we have him listed at 6'9", on all of these sites, all of these different things. But it's ridiculous. Everybody knows he is closer to seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, so guys that can do that at that height mm-hmm. just don't make any sense to me, and I can't comprehend it. So those are the guys I'm like, yes, I want to be re-watching those guys. Russell Westbrook, just obvious, mm-hmm. so explosive, best athlete in the NBA oh, or, yeah. or coast to coast. Like He can just do anything and everything it's like walking watching a tasmanian devil just run around on the floor oh yeah um always with the coming off the high ball screen cupping it in his right hand and just hammering it on guys one of my favorite things to watch mm-hmm. in the league dirk just the elder statesman <laughs> can't get enough of dirk uh, the haircuts again seven footer mm-hmm. 
handles it, shoots it, and over time has kind of evolved into this. He's still kind of he's like slow and plodding a little bit, but it's like he's so tall you can't do anything to keep him from getting a shot off. Absolutely, so I love it. Yeah. And then Carmelo, I love offense. I'm an offense guy. I played in a system in college that was, hey, we are all offense all mm-hmm. the time. And he is my favorite one-on-one guy with the ball in his hands to watch. Now, the NBA has yeah. moved, obviously, to a passing, moving, cutting. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of the ball-dominant, ball-stopping guys on the wing like it was in the mid-'90s with Jordan. Mm-hmm. But I still really enjoy his ability to go to his right – go back to his left, step back, and hit a knockdown jump shot. Mm-hmm. I just can't get enough of it. Uh, not a lot of guys love Carmelo, right. but I will watch him play one-on-one basketball all day with everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's my five. Any honorable mentions that just didn't make the cut? Well, honorable mention, guys, yeah, I, there's plenty of guys that I really enjoy. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, one that comes to mind was Derrick Rose from mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. So oh, it yeah. hurts my heart that uh-huh. he's not been able to come back and the injuries kind of plagued him the way they have. Right. So – it hurts hurt my heart a little bit that he has not made it back. But Derrick Rose, definitely honorable mention. Kristaps Porzingis, we talked about him a little bit last week. Yeah. Again, another long, lanky guy who can Nick shoot Horn. it. But he's still so young that I can't put him in this list yet. Mm. But I still will flip on the TV anytime the Knicks are on. Right. So my five, a couple honorable mentions. We're going back to you, Chuck P. Absolutely. To take a look at what we have for oh, yeah. your listing up top five. All right. Well, my my top five will have a, a theme to it. it. It's all about the kind of basketball that I like to watch, uh, especially my top three. I have a pretty unique theme to them. Uh, I, one to five. My number one's Clay Thompson, my favorite player. Number two, Steph Curry. Three, Damian Lillard. Four is Paul George. Five is Kawhi Leonard. And if you can't tell, I like it when guys make threes. I just I love the outside game. Yes. Clay uh, Thompson was the first player that I, I don't know why, but like he was the first guy. I was like, who is this guy? What, right. What's happening? I saw him in the rising stars challenge in 2012. And I, I really, you know, the warriors weren't great that year. You know, they, that was when they were on their way to getting, I think it was the seventh pick in the draft, which happened to be Harrison Barnes. And, you know, they were still kind of figuring their stuff out. That one hurts but, a little bit. A little Harrison Barnes. That hurts sorry. Just a little I'm bit. sorry. Okay. I had to okay. I had twist keep, that UNC knife for keep you. Keep it going. Um, it's okay. But I saw that clay Thompson. I was like, who is this guy? Like he is this pure, shot and he just looks so good uh and so i had i started following him and that's what uh, people who know me know i'm a, a warriors fan because i just love watching clay thompson yeah and of course if you love watching shooters you gotta love steph curry Definitely. he's one of the best shooters in history I, people are already deeming him the best shooter in nba history which i love i love watching history yes that's the coolest thing in the world to me so watching steph curry play is just phenomenal yeah damian lillard now i get to talk about damian lillard later and yeah, i'm really do. excited about it so i'll hold back a little hold bit back a little bit but i love dame but what i really love is that he can rap really freaking well i don't know you, you you may not be on the the damian lillard soundcloud yet i'm not you should be because okay he has bars this kid can rap he's Are we talking so Allen iverson 40 bars no 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 okay, no. okay no, this no, is okay. not this is not something legit this is not a basketball player who is rapping this okay. is a rapper who is playing basketball at the highest level okay it is a completely different scenario okay okay it, don't take the state farms uh commercial word for it you, okay, you yeah. should really listen to his stuff this guy, he can spit. He's amazing. Okay. Um, All right. We'll have to check it out. Really like Paul George. Yep. You know, he's close by, you know, Columbus guy. I, I'm always venturing around to what's close. And um, my first NBA game was the Warriors um, Pacers game a few years ago. And Paul George and Clay Thompson were the ones going at it. And I, I've yeah. had a field day. I've when we, when we started looking at this, he's a guy that's 
it's always on my list too mm-hmm. and i didn't want to have a, have the same list so right we gave paul to you but man i'm also right there with you paul right. george fantastic. oh love it he, i mean he's he's great at a couple things and he's very good at everything else and same with the next guy on my list Kawhi leonard oh man oh man you like shooters this guy secret amazing three-point shooter yes he is the number i think i think it was the number two catch and shoot rate uh from three point behind mm-hmm. jj reddick yeah. right now in the league and that's amazing i love Kawhi leonard and he can do everything on the court and his I, just some of the personalities with the spurs really entertain me as well and so you know my favorite players aren't necessarily the ones that i enjoy necessarily on the court again i'm talking about damian lillard off the court Kawhi leonard his off the court antics quote unquote his just personality of not fitting in on a global stage is phenomenal and i love it i absolutely love it. Uh, fun fact about Kawhi leonard mm-hmm large hands huge i don't think they talk about it enough <laughs> when Kawhi Leonard is playing a game look at his hands big hands well here's the thing even now on the spurs he doesn't even have the biggest hands there Not now anymore. we're talking about boban oh my oh, oh my gosh that geez. guy i i'm God afraid giant it's ridiculous when i was uh 12 years old i met a basketball player kenny george who was the seven foot nine center who was playing right. for UNC Asheville. Right. And I remember going to shake his hand. Now I was a middle schooler. I went to shake his hand and I thought it disappeared. Yeah. Like I was like, what is happening? And that's what, just what I imagine with those guys, just being able to palm it. Like it's a softball. Like that's incredible. Um, I had some honorable mentions too. Honorable mentions. I had some younger guys that I was looking at. I really wanted to put Devin Booker there. Yeah. He'll get there. He'll, yeah. I'm, I have no doubt in my mind. He'll get there. Yeah. Carl Towns is another guy who mm-hmm. just, he's all over the court. I really, really like him. And, uh, Anthony Davis would probably be my next one just because, I mean, he was the original unicorn. I think right. Like, this guy, I mean, he was a guard five years ago, Dan. He, he was a guard. Five, was a guard. Did you know he was a point five guard five years, years ago? ago? Point guard. Anthony Davis. And then he grew and then, seven and inches. And then he grew seven inches. Wow. Can't believe it. Love Anthony Davis. He's been great. I want to pop it over to Gyro. Gyro's got his top five, and I absolutely I'm love so it. I'm so happy with his top it's five. It's so exciting. <laughs> I'm so happy with it's it. Dover, what do you uh, have, Give man. it to us. Well, they're, no, they're not in any semblance of order. <laughs> Even better. Right off the bat. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Hit it. Well, I have... Russell Westbrook and uh, Kevin Durant from the Oklahoma City Thunder, of course. Yes, because naturally. Because they're one of my favorite teams, second to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. And from the Cavs, J.R. Smith and LeBron. I'm so course. happy you <laughs> have J.R. Smith. I'm so happy you have J.R. Smith me. on the list. The, those the, I really like the Cavs. J.R. Smith is great. <laughs> All right, Dover, what is your rationale for J.R. Smith? That's <laughs> hold what on, I hold on. Oh, okay. Before, even hit, before J.R. Smith went to the Cavs, Dover would use J.R. Smith in NBA. Oh, yeah. He yeah. Would, he's oh, like, yeah. I'm the Knicks. I'm the Knicks. And he was, it was like his secret weapon. Yeah. I don't know how, but like. I made 15 three-pointers with J.R. Smith. Well, he's a stud, so it and makes sense. It was a killer. That was the same game. I I think I hit 11 three-pointers with Danilo Gallinari in that game. So, so my, one of my favorite things about J.R. Smith is he had signed with North Carolina coming out of high school. Oh, and oh, no. in the McDonald's All-American game, I have to go back and look at the stats, but I believe he was in the 27-point range and mm-hmm. just lit the game up. Right. That was also the same year that Marvin Williams came out. So this was a Carolina team that went to the national championship and won it. 
Mm-hmm. Marvin Williams was a freshman. J.R. Smith was also supposed to be a freshman on that team. Mm-hmm. And had J.R. Smith been on that team, it might have gone down in history as the most talented Carolina group to ever right. come out. Because I think you would have had all five guys from that team drafted in the first round. Oh, I, said, I lied, four. You wouldn't have had Duod Williams. But you would have mm-hmm. had four of their starting five drafted. Now, this was before Kentucky was getting oh, yeah. 500 McDonald's All-Americans on their team. Mm-hmm. But I've also been a big J.R. Smith fan, so I'm – Tip of the cap. <laughs> Proverbial cap. Yeah, so that was four. Who's, yes. Who's number five on there, Jaro? The last one is more because I'm a, I'm a homer. Oh, yeah. Got to go OSU. Yeah. Mike Conley. More because of the previous years. I like watching him in the playoffs. He oh, of course. He plays very yeah. well in the playoffs. Especially the uh, conference finals, I think it was. A few years uh, ago. Two years ago, yeah. And they had uh, Lionel Hollins up there, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was fully anticipating your list to be Mike Conley, Evan Turner, uh, Kusta Kufis, <laughs> Byron Mullins. Keep going. Oh, Greg Byron, Odin. don't call me BJ Mullins. <laughs> Greg Odin. Greg Odin. Second Greg Odin reference tonight. Yeah, wow. Making a big move. <laughs> oh, man. We've got one more in us, I think. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Daquan Cook in there. <laughs> and uh, D'Angelo Russell. I was, Legitimately, though, I was like expecting a D'Angelo Russell sighting, uh, but not quite. Not yet. He'll be there. I have no doubt. In honorable mention? Honorable mention. Honorable, honorable mention. mention. All right, we'll take that. Uh, well, well, while we're making lists, let's let's list a few more things about the NBA that we love. We're going to list our top three teams to watch after the All-Star Game break. Now, we're a couple days out from the All-Star Game break. Uh, of course, we have the trade deadline and all that madness. But we want to talk a little bit on the court before we go to the transactions. So we're going to talk about our three teams that we're really, really excited to see going into uh, the playoff race. I think we'll do one at a time, go back and forth a bit. Sounds great. Um, You want to lead us off? Absolutely. I'll start off my number one, the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, man, this is a good one. I know. Well, I was just talking about how I I love the Golden State Warriors, and then I saw the Trailblazers just light us up, and Damian Lillard put up 51 51 points. Holy cow. And I'm going to talk about that night again later on. I keep yes. teasing. I keep teasing that yes. we're going to talk more about this. That backcourt with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. I did not believe in CJ McCollum at the beginning of the year. Oh, we have a someone across the table. Oh, surely believed. Oh, man. CJ McCollum. And anyway, I talk about your team. All right. I poo pooed him, but man, he's playing great. I think he is phenomenal. I think that uh, both Al Farouk Amino and Alan Crabb actually have grown this year absolutely and, and i, I want to see what kind of lineup changes they'll make with uh terry stotts i was really hoping that they would make a move for a more solid big guy yeah um one of my favorite trade rumors was the possibility of them getting dwight howard which would have been very interesting yes. but they have a really they have a solid group of young bigs mm-hmm. with noah vonley and myers leonard that could really yeah well, and grow and blossom and Plumley. Yeah. yeah and ed davis carolina guy oh yeah just, just <laughs> solid nba player but anyway oh, yeah. i'll keep cutting you off keep going no 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 i mean i i think that they have a lot of possibilities there i think they could make a push for the playoffs yeah um these are my my three teams that i picked are are teams that are on the edge uh and and, and they have a chance they could make it in uh we'll see where they end up I don't know quite yet but i really really like the trailblazers and i love watching their uh their guards playing uh, Dan, what about you? What, who's your number one? So my number one is kind of a kind of an obvious one, right? Um, but with some of the turmoil, the Cleveland Cavs will Ooh. be my number one team to watch post All mm-hmm. Star break. Now, some of the turmoil being firing Coach David Blatt, right? Um, 
again, tough situation for David Blatt to walk into being mm-hmm. hired and then not knowing you're going to get LeBron James. Right. And then the organization realizing we're getting LeBron James. And then Kevin Love. This drastically changes everything. Mm-hmm. So never really given a fair shake. I'm hoping that he s- finds a landing place somewhere in the future mm-hmm. that isn't a win-now type organization, but mm-hmm. a, hey, we're in this for the long haul, kind of a a Brett Brown situation in Philadelphia. Where it's like, hey, let's give this guy a lot of time. Let's let him develop right. guys. Let's let him get his system into with, with the team. But Coach Tyloo, he right. has taken over the reins. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right in, right in the beginning, was like, hey, let's, let's run. Let's run. So right. the brand of basketball the Cavs were playing right when he took over was mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah. And guys were not in shape to do that because they didn't spend the whole offseason getting themselves ready to oh, play yeah. that brand they of basketball. They were prepared for yeah. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do in this second half with Ty Lue at the helm. Mm-hmm. Again, the other thing people will talk about a lot is Kevin Love not getting touches where it's best for him to get touches. Elbow, you know, pick and pop type situations, high right. ball screens. Mm-hmm. We've already seen a couple of it. A little bit of that, you know, today with the Oklahoma City game and mm-hmm. then um, the Bulls game on Friday night. So we've seen a little bit of that, you know, getting those elbow touches in places where Kevin Love is very effective. So I'm excited to see how he incorporates that going forward, second half of the year. Love it. I lo- we love seeing the Cavs do well. It's it's fun for us here in Ohio. So we, we love to get that excitement there. Uh, next one I have on the list uh, from Manhattan, yep. the New York Knicks. Oh, man. I, I I'm very excited to really see how head coach Kurt Rambis. I mean, <laughs> um, uh, oh wait, I'm uh, not excited about yeah. that at all. Uh, I'm very excited to see what Kristaps Porzingis becomes. It's the best. Um, he is still developing as uh, just an NBA talent, and watching him play with Carmelo, uh, watching how they can handle the roster that they have around him. Um, It'll be fun. It'll be really fun to see if they're going to make a push to try and get better, uh, to try and make it into the playoffs. I want to see Chris Stapp. I want to see playoff Chris Stapp. Yes. I think that that is just a gift for all of us yes. is playoff Chris Stapps. And we'll, we'll see what happens there. Watching their front court just try and really work it around and see how their offense works together. I think they're starting well. Um and they just uh, – the sky's the limit for them. Yeah. I, I think the New York Knicks will be so much fun to watch, and hopefully we'll see them in the playoffs. Definitely. What's up next, Dan? My second one, we're going to keep it in the Midwest, Let's not too far from home. We'll go mm-hmm. with the Indiana Pacers. Love it. So part of my job is I get to travel to Indianapolis a very decent amount. So okay. I've been to a couple Pacers games here mm-hmm. and here out, so kind of adopted them as a second team that I like to cheer for. Oh, love I it. I cheer for a lot of teams, but they're one that's like, oh, I like to pay attention to the Pacers. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Um, I think the return of Miles Turner to their squad is going to be key. Fun fact about Miles Turner, they were very concerned about his running gait when they drafted him. Really? If you go take a look at some of these YouTube videos of Miles Turner running in college, you would also be concerned. <laughs> so they were worried that with this gait that he had running, that right. he was going to break his feet or he was going to have major knee issues over time. Well, But they've worked it out. All right. Apparently, the running gait is A-OK. That's good. And he is... Uh, he's, great gait. Yes, great gait. Great gait. Alliteration at its finest. Uh, Miles Turner... Uh, 10 points a game. He's getting five boards, 33% from three, uh, 53% from the field. Incorporating him back into what they're doing after mm-hmm. missing some time in the beginning of the season. They're still in the playoff hunt. 
Um, they're right in the mix of all of it, so I hope we're going to see them in the playoffs. Uh, Miles Turner's been a pleasant surprise for most folks first half of the year, and I think second half of the year, staying healthy is going to be key, yeah. and we'll get to see him kind of blossom. Oh, man, that'll be great. I love to see Miles Turner do great, and, of course, I love watching Paul George play. Exactly, so there you go. That's, that's a good call. I also love some Monte Ellis. So. Oh, Monte Ellis. There we Woo. go. Uh, number three on my list is the Boston Celtics. And notice I said the Boston Celtics. <laughs> he hit that wicked fat. Wicked Rista. That was the worst box that I said I've ever had. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, tell that to Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> He's from there. <laughs> um, I love watching the Boston Celtics try and figure out who they're going to play because Brad Stevens, uh, I think, is going to be a phenomenal head coach in this in this league. And I think he's a great head coach now, and he's really going to make a name for himself. He's had so many different lineups throughout the year, and I was I was waiting for them to make a move at the trade deadline to see. He's like, oh man, now what kind of lineups are we going to get with these all these rumored guys? Whether it was from uh, Howard or um, or Kevin Love or or Blake Griffin for that matter, like yeah. it, it, it was it was really exciting to see that it didn't happen. And I'm really excited to see some of their front court players step up. I yeah. want to see Kelly Olynyk, Jared Sullinger. I want to see them take the next step. Um, because I think that they have a solid backcourt behind them. I think Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, um, uh, Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, they've done a good job trying, figuring out how, how they can work out that end of the lineup specter. I think yeah. the front guys need to step yeah. up, yeah. and they're going to. I think they're going to, and I really want it to be Jared Sellinger. Yeah. I really want it. Why did we not say Jared Selinger's name when we were making fun of Dover picking Ohio State players? How did that one slip through the cracks? I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. Had to bring it back happened. for him. Had to bring it back for him. Oh, man. Well, I yeah. sat on a bus next to Jared Selinger once. It was really awkward. Very he nice. didn't smell very good. Oh, man. Uh, he, he was just from getting buckets at practice. Uh, sure. Yeah. Buckets. No. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I really want to see the Celtics take another step. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm the last one you have, Dan, I yep. really am excited to hear what you've got to say. What do, what do we got? So you've seen the movie Super 8, right? Yes. Oh, so the movie Spielberg Super 8 has one of the most ridiculous and outrageous train wreck scenes oh, in yeah. the history of cinema. Just where going. there's a train wreck uh -huh. and then there's more train wrecks that just don't stop after the original train wreck it's like and a then, 10 minute train wreck and then you think oh the train wreck's finally over yep and then you're wrong uh -huh. because the train keeps wrecking oh my gosh so my third team is the houston rockets right well that fits perfectly because it, there's definitely aliens in that film because you can't got the houston rockets in here yes absolutely clinkapella yep he is at the end in the caboose <laughs> everything's crashing and you know he's a, he's coming out and gonna get some dunks but <laughs> i I can't look away from just the drama mm -hmm. that surrounds the Rockets. It's very yeah. apparent that Dwight Howard and James Harden do not do not like playing with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have these mixing, matching pieces of, oh, man, what are they going to do? Mm -hmm. Now, they could make a run just because of the talent they have on that team. Mm -hmm. But they're a team I just can't take my eyes off for the train wreck reasons in the second half of the season. I love it. Well, Demo was able to make it out of there. He was. Which gives us a fun transition into our next topic. We're going to go into our old segment that we did last week. There it is. There it ain't. There it is. Uh, it's going to be real fun to talk about some of the trades, some of the moves that we did. And you wanted to talk about where Demo, Demo went, Dionis Monteunis. Yes. Uh, and some of the other moves that the Detroit Pistons made. Right. So the first one happened 
before the actual deadline deadline at right. 3 p.m. on Thursday, mm-hmm. we had the Brandon Jennings for San Ilyasova for the uh, to the Orlando Magic yep. for Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. which I'm a fan of this move. Absolutely. Just this move by itself, mm-hmm. you take a look at what the roster would have been with a Reggie Jackson, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Stanley Johnson, mm-hmm. um, Marcus Morris, not to be confused with Markeith Morris. They're twins, right. though. Yeah, they look similar. But Marcus Morris plays yeah. for the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre Drummond and Aaron Baines. So yeah. if you take a look at just that move without the second move, mm-hmm. you take a look at what Stan Van Gundy's building here. So if you have to rear back a couple years to 2008, 2009, the magic Way back team, machine. Way, way back, back machine. machine. Here we go. We made it. We made it. We got there. Okay. Right, here we go. Everyone's safe. We're back. 2008-2009 Orlando Magic team. Stan Van Cundy is the head coach. You know, he's the, also the GM. He's doing mm-hmm. the same thing he's doing now in um, Detroit. So you have to look at this roster. You have Jameer Nelson and Ray Alston. You have Courtney Lee, J.J. Redick. You have Michael Pietras, Hady Turkolo, Richard Lewis, Dwight Howard, Marcin Gortat. Mm-hmm. Now, I forgot Marcin Gortat was there. Yes, he was. Thank you so much. Very for early on in his career, wow. he had the very skinny, oh, the very, very skinny, skinny uh, mohawk. mohawk early oh, on. Yeah. Very early on, has since gotten rid of it. But well, still, then he brought it back for a little bit. He now did it's gone again. Back, now it's gone again. Anyways, but those two teams, if you're looking at what Stan Van Gundy is building mm-hmm. now, is almost a carbon copy of what he built in 2009. Yeah, with having wing guys that are pretty interchangeable mm-hmm. that can defend, that can shoot. One big that kind of plays in a four-around-one type setting mm-hmm. that demands your attention on the block. That have to bring maybe one or two guys to defend him down there. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you're creating help and recover situations, and you're help, you're creating opportunities for open looks from all over the court. Right. Um, so carbon copy of what he was building then. Now on top of that, yeah. Now you add the second trade getting Marcus Thornton and Dante Smart-Yunis. Mm-hmm. And again, we've talked about my affinity for long tall guys that can knock down shots from Ooh, the perimeter demo my guy Dante Smontiunas definitely fits in that range now he's had some injury issues this year he's only played 14 games this season mm-hmm. but he's still shooting 41 percent from three in those games now you know you go back to last season we played the full 71 games 37 percent from three so he's going to be able to stretch the floor so you have some cool lineup options yep we could go with you have the Reggie Jackson Contavious Codwell Pope backcourt mm-hmm. interchangeable Stanley Johnson, Tobias Harris, Marcus Morris. Yeah. And then possibly having the upfront of Dante Smotunis mm-hmm. and Andre Drummond. Now, the really cool thing is you've also created this atmosphere of the league is just going to a what is your best small ball lineup? Right. So I'm looking forward to that, kind of going back to our list. I'm looking forward to the second half of the season, a possible small ball, line, small ball lineup with Jackson, mm-hmm. Caldwell Pope. Stanley Johnson, Tobias Harris, Marcus Morris, whichever one you want to go with. Right. And then Dante Smontiunis at the center spot to almost go a five-around one. Right. And really spread the floor and really create all of these lanes for people to drive, attack, and kick. Mm-hmm. Now, still a really young team. Yes. Very still a young very team. young team. A lot of guys are still under 25 years old. So mm-hmm. I'm not expecting the second half of this season with these moves to just be fireworks going off. Right. I'm not expecting the Pistons to all of a sudden make the move from the nine spot to the two spot. Right. I think what Van Gundy is building is a, a long play as opposed to hey, the second half of the season. We're going all in. What he's doing there is I think really smart. He's playing for next season. Mm-hmm. If I'm buying stock yeah. in an NBA team, I'm buying Pistons stock knowing that it's probably going to go down from the beginning. Yep. But come next season, 
two seasons from now, if they keep this core group of guys together, we could get a really positive result from what it is they're building. Yeah, and, and one great move that SVG made with that was, uh, you know, the Pistons are not a great um, free agent. Um, no, not a destination. Billboard. Destination, thank you. Um, you know, they're not going out there. And so he goes and gets Tobias Harris, a guy who, who is locked down yeah. for a long-term deal. Yeah. And it's a pretty decent deal, especially with this new cap that's happening. Exactly. You know, he's actually going and getting guys. And I think that is phenomenal. I think yeah. that was one of the smartest things he could have done. What's funny. So the name of the game is usually, Hey, how many of my, how many of the expiring contracts can I get? The expiring contracts weren't really the hot button thing. This trade, no, this and, trade deadline yeah. it was the guys that are locked up under mm -hmm. the smaller amounts yep. for the longer period of time, knowing that you're still going to have that space going forward when the cap jumps to I think projected ninety six million. Yeah, next season and the season after that, another jump to I believe they oh, projected yeah. one hundred six to one hundred eight. Right. So you have these guys in these deals that are pretty much locked in. Mm -hmm. You're setting yourself up to possibly if someone does say, "Hey, I like what they're building there." I do want to jump in. Right. Now, Detroit, not a destination city, but if you have a good enough squad, mm -hmm. could be a destination place for a guy like a, I don't know, a star to go play. All right. Well, the Detroit Pistons. There it is. They did well. One team that I was hoping would make, so the Pistons made two moves. I was hoping the Boston Celtics would make one move. The Boston Celtics, that ain't. No. They have so many assets. What are they? I think they have like six picks this year. Right. It's insane. They have a lot of young big guys who they're not able to utilize all of them. Right. They have some talent on the wing that they could have turned into something. Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that they weren't able to do it. Now, Danny Ainge, obviously, a lot smarter than man than we are. Uh, there's a reason that he is actually a GM in the NBA. But I was really hoping that he could turn those assets into something now, into yeah. something that we could see on the court now. Uh, I was hoping that'd be Kevin Love. It didn't work out. Um, I I was hoping it would be uh, any other player, but right. it did not work right. out. But I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, hopefully, they get either a uh, something great with that Nets pick, right? Or they use it in the off season to go get something too. Correct. Uh, like we said, those those long term deals that are on these smaller contracts. Markeith Morris was a big one. Right. Same deal. He, mm -hmm. He's on the shorter. He's on the um, less expensive contract, and he, for a long term. And so I think those will be more valuable, and I think maybe we'll see something in the off season. Yeah. But as yeah, far think, as the trade deadline, I think we can see something draft night, which is always oh, yeah. really fun. Oh, those are always the ones that are get us really excited. The last couple of years, Dover and I have actually been working at a camp, and we have uh, an iPad uh, sticking in his backpack, and we're just like silently watching. We're like, oh, did they did they trade number three? They just Joel Embiid was traded. They traded Joel Embiid, yes. <laughs> yes. and we're like we're like sending signals to guys in the back. They traded Joel Embiid. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we know we can see. All right, thanks. Okay, good. Thank you very yes. much. Awesome. So, yes. uh, but as far as this trade deadline for this year goes, Boston Celtics, that ain't. ain't. Dan, I, I know you were disappointed in seeing this as well, or yeah. seeing nothing else as well. Yeah. What, what were you thinking? Uh, this trade line, trade deadline in general. Huh. That ain't. Yeah, bust. Bust, especially after the flurry of activity we had last trade deadline oh yeah the last 45 minutes were insane wasn't like it was absolutely insane where they couldn't decipher all the moves that were taking place kirk heinrich was that this year right fireworks <laughs> big fun no no but not to say that it was bad because i mean 
for the casual NBA fan, you're looking at this saying, no, not my favorite cup of tea mm-hmm. here. This is not really that cool. For guys like us, I mean, we nerd out about the Pistons making moves. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you don't really get that big name that you had heard was possibly going to go down. Now, Danny Ainge did say after the fact that, hey, we had a big – now, is this anything that we could actually trust? I don't know. But he did say there was a big deal that the, a team he was working with backed out of, and it was not It was involving that Nets right. pick. Oh, um, and it was involving some mysterious team we hadn't exactly, heard. Exactly, right, yes. <sighs> Danny. So, again, take that for what it's worth. But overall – trade deadline the blockbuster deals we were hoping fingers crossed mm-hmm. to see like one of the big names move it didn't happen so overall trade deadline and, yeah well now we did get the a bunch of the smaller deals and, and one of them made me feel really good because i felt very very smart uh, dover w- what did we do back in october uh, we went to a uh, preseason Cavs game we, at uh, the Shot and Seed Center. We did. We did do that. And was there a gentleman uh, who was sitting across the aisle who didn't recognize one of the Cavs players? Uh, yes, there was. And I said that this Cavs player would not make it through the, th- through the year on the roster. What player was that? Uh, Jared Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah, yes. it was Jared Cunningham. It That's was. exactly right. I remember sitting and talking to this guy, and he's like, who, who is this guy? I was like, don't worry. He's not going to last the whole thing. He's like, really? I was like, well, we'll see him. I was like, he won't be in the playoffs. He won't be yeah. on the team for a while. Let me don't get your hopes up. Jared Cunningham. I felt I felt really vindicated. I was like, oh right. man, Jared Cunningham. I knew it. I knew he was gonna get traded. More and then he got cut by the team, so it was more like Jared Cunningham. Sorry, I'm sorry. Plain words. <laughs> classic Charlie. Plain <laughs> words. Chucky P. I was really pumped about that. Uh, the entertainment value for that for the hardcore fans was great. And so I I got some fun, and I really had fun seeing what the Memphis Grizzlies were doing. Yes. Memphis Grizzlies. There it is! These are the players that are currently on their roster. These five players. Give me the roster. I'm so excited. Uh, we have, of course, Zevo. Yes, there he's there. Been their guy, grit and grind for some time now. That's right. They went and got Matt Barnes um, a few off seasons ago. Right. They have Birdman now. They've got Chris Anderson. Not enough tap between Matt Barnes and Birdman. Yeah, they have not t- enough. <laughs> They've got Tony. Uh, Tony Allen. Yep. First team all defense. Always. And then and then at the at the deadline. They got Lance Stevenson. Gosh, just throw, <laughs> just throw him into the mix. I'm pretty there. sure that those five guys would make the greatest season of real world Memphis, like ever. Not even close. Oh my god! We gosh. thought that was going to be the Sacramento Kings at the start of the season. Right. We no. were wrong. It was the Memphis send, Grizzlies. Send the camera crew to Memphis I and let's just it. film what they do all day. Now, I I couldn't I I'm trying to decipher what they did because what they what they did was traded away Courtney Lee they right. traded away Jeff Green right. who were two guys who were not necessarily dependable but decent scorers right it, you know they don't have a lot of prolific offense no and so they, they needed guys who could just go get points and I think Courtney Lee and Jeff Green were guys who could just go get a bucket or two right. and they got rid of them those and guys in are not the team anymore they got a lot of drama. They got a lot Maybe of Maybe the most drama outside of the Houston Rockets. I which is incredible. Yeah. Like to to outdo that, I, I can't wait to see what this team is gonna look like in a month. Um hopefully nobody gets waved. You know, there were uh, rumors out when I were recording this on a Sunday night. There were rumors out 
back and forth. Are they going to keep Lance? Are they not going to keep him? Does who hates who already? And I'm so excited. Just from an entertainment standpoint, Memphis, please keep Lance. Please keep Lance. We're not sure if he has a driver's license, but we'd like for him to have an NBA (laughs) contract with the Memphis Grizzlies. Please, Memphis, keep Lance Stevenson on your roster. That is going to be a great one to look at. Now, uh, we were disappointed about these some of these trades not happening. There were a lot of them in the atmosphere that right. we were floating around that we were keeping our fingers crossed for. And I think this is a, fir- a great time to introduce one of our new segments. We have NBA Jeopardy. Da-da-da-da. I don't know how what, what music we're going to have for I that. I don't think we're even allowed to have music for oh, can I just? I'm concerned we're even allowed to say Jeopardy. Well, here's the thing. We'll is, allow it, though. There, here's the bad part is I started singing the Price is Right theme music, and that was a real issue. Maybe that's how we'll get away with it. So uh, Gyro is behind the MacBook. He has our rumor questions uh and he is going to g- give us our our, our take here and he, or he's going to give us the answer we're going to have the question that's how jeopardy works exactly always I has guess all right alex what have you got for us first question uh-huh. well first answer what's the category is it the nba of uh, close okay good <laughs> all right good we're in the right show I'm glad it's not quantum physics i would have been in bad shape oh man Anyways. This was your favorite NBA trade rumor that did not come to fruition. What is Jeff Teague to the Utah Jazz? I really wanted to see the Utah Jazz have a great point guard. Yeah. And this would have given him a good one. Yeah. You know, Jeff Teague, not the greatest. Not going to set the world on fire. He was an all-star last year. He's a very productive player. Mm -hmm. He's an adult. A lot of times we talk about... Uh, we want adult point guards. Yes. Sometimes, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers put out TJ McConnell at the beginning of the year, and he was starting for them. And we're like, right. you need you, you get a grown-up. Just get a grown-up. Um, and so we, we were hoping that that would happen. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Uh, I was really hoping that uh, Jeff T could be that for the Jazz. They just couldn't get the pieces together to send over to um, the Hawks unfortunately but dan it i'm wondering what what your question might be my question is along the same lines oh boy my favorite rumor was what is ty lawson to the jazz whoa yeah that sounds awfully similar yes very similar however different reasons Uh uh-huh i'm a huge north carolina Tar Heels fan right ty lawson won a national championship playing for north carolina Tar Heels. he is in essentially point guard purgatory mm-hmm. in Houston right now Yeah, with James Harden, who just is so ball dominant that the guy that plays point doesn't really touch the ball. Now, remember the off season when everyone was going Ty Lawson and James Harden, the new offensive duo to which save. I, I was excited about everyone was, but didn't quite, they be. don't really mesh. This guy like Beverly mm-hmm. is so perfect for him because he's off the ball. He defends and he doesn't really need the ball to right. be productive. Now Lawson's a guy who does need the ball to yep. push the pace, mm-hmm. attack the basket. He's not a great catch and shoot guy. So if he's not, doesn't have the ball in his hand, he's really not in a great position to succeed. Right. So if he had moved to a position like Utah, where they're wanting anybody to be a ball dominant kind of guy, mm-hmm. create, give the ball to Gordon Hayward on the wing, Rodney Hood on the wing, and get those guys in positions to score, Ty Lawson would have been the perfect fit. So looking forward, big jazz guy as well. I like what they're doing, like what they're building. I think a guy like Ty Lawson would have stayed 
out of trouble in Utah, which mm-hmm. has a little bit of a checkered past since he's been in the NBA. Would have been a really good landing spot for him. Would have been around another group of guys that are younger, seem like they're more of a fun-loving group to be around, and could have flourished in that atmosphere. Yeah, well, it sounds like that would have been fun. Gyro, do you have a question for this one? Yes, I do. Oh, boy. Uh, as a Cavs fan, uh-huh. I do really like Kevin Love, but I don't think he fits mm. in the system very well. Right. So I was really looking forward to him moving somewhere else and helping another team with I, being a star there, just like he was at the uh, the Timberwolves. I, I like that instead of picking just a specific trade rumor, you were just like, well, Kevin Love was supposed to go somewhere. Any of the Kevin yeah. Love. Just any, any Kevin Love. Ke- any Kevin, Kevin Love, Love, move. Just go. And what is Kevin Love anywhere? <laughs> uh, what, what the great part Judges? of this was. <laughs> yes, that will work. <laughs> Kevin Love, it, you know, uh, didn't move anywhere. And then they traded and got Channing Fry, who I, I don't want to take credit for this. I did not come up with this idea, but they traded for their fourth best power forward. Yeah. Kevin Love being number one. LeBron James actually being number two. Right. Then Tristan Thompson. And now there's Channing Fry. Yeah. So instead of getting rid of Kevin Love, who they weren't utilizing correctly and trying to spread their assets out somewhere, they got another uh, another power forward who I, I hope they know how to use him. It's Fingers just, crossed. I, I mean, Channing Fry, his talents are the same ones that Kevin Love has, but Kevin Loves are better. And he has more of them. So way more of them. Why 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 are we getting another person in that mold if they don't know how to use the first one? Um more shooting. I guess that's the only answer you can have to it. Just more if shooting. You have more guys that can shoot shots, knock them down. Oh. Those are the guys you want. Well, for the Cavs sake. Sh- more makers. Yeah, more makers. Not shooters. Chang yeah, Fry more of a maker, I would say. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh for we hope that the Cavs can put it together. Gyro, what's our next answer? This rookie, who was not originally tapped to play in the Rising Stars Challenge, will make an NBA all-rookie team. Now, these are all of the guys who were not originally picked. There were 20 guys selected. Right. Uh, we have our, our list of, of top guys. What is your question, Dan? My question is, who is Miles Turner? Ooh, we saw this one coming. We touched on it a little earlier in the show. Miles mm-hmm. Turner, like I said, guy that they weren't really sure if he knew how to run correctly mm-hmm. so you have that going for you but has a guy like i said a guy earlier that has emerged as a really key guy for that pacers team going forward yep and like i said can knock down shots from mm-hmm. three um can pick and pop oh yeah uh, and i'm really looking forward to like i said him rising Ooh, yes uh <laughs> him him making the jump the second half of the season and making a really big impact for a Pacers team that will be in the playoff mix. When we were coming up with uh, some of our ideas for these segments, this was a question that I came up with actually before the rising stars challenge announced their rosters. And in mind, I had, I had just watched a Pacers game and saw Miles Turner after he came back and he was looking good. He's, he's improving quite a bit this year. And he was going to be like, Oh, if we do this question, he'll be my, or if we're going to do this answer, he's going to be my question. But that was because I thought there was no way in the world the NBA would leave out Devin Booker in the initial roster, which they did. How, I don't know who is planning these things, but Devin Booker being left off the list is almost a travesty. Yeah. Because Devin Booker can freaking get buckets. Yes, he can. We saw him. He was, the the three-point shootout, the finals consisted of Clay Thompson, consisted of Steph Curry, and then Devin Booker. Yeah. He is a... Uh, a star waiting to happen 
and what he can do with the Suns, I think he has all of the opportunity in the world. You know, a lot of these all-rookie teams, Jordan Clarkson was on one, and it was because he's on a bad team, and he had all this opportunity to yeah. dominate the ball, go get stats, go improve and, and, and make a name for yourself. I think Devin Booker has a chance to do this without uh, Eric Bledsoe playing, with right. Brandon Knight uh, not playing. You know, he has you no know, more Markeith Morris. He has all the opportunity in the world on the Suns. Yeah, I think that he is clearly going to be on an all-rookie team. Yeah, I mean, you've got Archie Goodwin playing point guard for them. Yeah. So, you got Devin Booker is going to get his fair share of opportunities to put up some good numbers for them. Absolutely. And for our final question, oh gosh, I keep saying question, it's an answer. Our yes. final qu- answer. This was the biggest performance of the week. I'm going to start with this one. Oh, please do it. It Who just happened too. Is Anthony Davis. Oh. <laughs> On my drive over to get everything set up for this evening, I walk in and Charlie says, did you see what Anthony Davis did tonight? I said, no, I have not seen just yet. And boy, was I pleasantly surprised with a 59 and 22 performance from Anthony Davis. Oh, AD. We've kind of been, we've just been waiting and waiting and the Pelicans have just been in this terrible spin Mm -hmm. downward since the start of the season. Yeah. I feel like it's affected his game a little bit. Now he's, he's still been good on the season. But we've been waiting for this big explosion from him. I think the All-Star game kind of got him back around the guys that are playing at a very high level and played very well mm-hmm. in the All-Star game. And just like it's kind of like the USA basketball type feel where guys are like, oh, that guy, that guy gets up to 445 and gets 100 shots in. Mm-hmm. I need to be doing that. Not to the same effect as that, but similar to the sense that he was around all of those guys again and maybe got that itch like, oh, I need to be doing more. Yeah. I think 24 for 34 from the field, 59 points and 22 rebounds Man. is doing more. Hit two threes as well. Buckets. Nine of ten from the foul line. Anthony Davis. Yeah, My man. big ups performance this week. Honestly, I'm thinking. There it is. Right there. I mean, he he just he went all for it. Uh, it and I know that's not the right segment, but I we got to throw that can, one in there. We can mix and match. Man, we're the, we're the bosses of our own world. That's we can right. do what we want. Um, my, my question for this one, who is Damian Lillard? Your guy. Oh man. Now we talk about my guy, my team, the Golden State Warriors. I was watching this game, fully anticipating them to pick up where they left off at the all-star break, which was destroying everyone with, uh, no uh, regard for human life. And that is not what happened because Damian Lillard was on, I got left out of, the uh all-star game fu mode yes he was he was so ready just to throw it in everyone's face that he was left out and he doesn't care what you think because he's just gonna kill it i mean he he actually released a single on his soundcloud page about being left out and he's like i'm gonna go get it what was it what the hey remember the last time i was on the big stage in game six of the uh first round of playoffs a few years ago i made that bucket i can do this and he's like, you leave me off the all-star team. Let's see what's going to happen. And, man, he went 9 for 12 from beyond the arc. 51 points, 7 assists, 6 steals. He was having none of it. And I loved seeing it, despite the fact that I was watching my team go down yeah. in horrific fashion by almost over 30 points. Right. Man, it was so cool to see Damian Lillard put right. that up. And if you're going to watch your team go down, it might as well be to one of your favorite players having one of the oh, best yeah. nights of his career. Oh, of course. It was so cool 
to see him just go for it. And, uh, you know, he opened the door for um, CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum got 21 points. Right. Solid night for CJ. And so it was it was really cool to see Damian Lillard just play his butt off. Yep. Uh, it's been a lot of fun going over a lot of the stuff that we've had from the last week. Right. We are going to hit our end of the show games. Um, we have some trivia from our, our, our buddy over there, yep. Dover. Uh, now we are we are tied one-to-one right now. One yeah. one. Yeah, remember because I got the bonus. You got the bonus. I got the bonus. Does that count in our overall score? Jeez, of course it does. I, I don't know. Dover makes the rules. The same. The same rules are going to apply with this question. Oh man! All there's right. A bonus so on a, this one too. There is a bonus. All so right. again, put your cell phone away. This isn't fair. No, no, no. I'm using it to write my answer. Oh really? Yeah. Do you want to see my tweet? Of uh, the players who played for the Memphis Grizzlies. This is riveting. Yeah. You want to see my tweet? No, you want to see my tweet? I don't even have a pen. This is a pun. You don't have a pen. That's okay. What are I'll, we going to do? I'll just put it up here. All I'll right. I'll go first. I trust you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Since the... Uh, I'll add it to the show notes. That's what I'll do. That way we all have we all have it. Oh, then I'll see it. Since the we'll just close it for half a second. Okay. 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 I didn't even yeah. write it down. Hit it. Go. The trade deadline was this past week. So yes. I'm going to go with a question kind of like that. Oh, great. I already know the answer. I'm typing it down right now. There were four, there Crap, were four right. players who are tied for playing for the most amount of teams oh. in the NBA. Can you name one of them? And the extra bonus point is the amount of teams. Okay, I've got I've got I have the answer. I I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm very confident. I'm very confident. Um I'm not feeling as confident. Give me give me okay. a little bit of time here. Okay, you you take a moment. So you guys have your answers? All right, I have mine. I have mine. Okay, I'm going to let I'm going to go No, I'm going to let you go first you because go first? I know the answer. I know it. I don't think that I have it. I should have it, but I don't. I mm-hmm. was thrown off. But I'm going to go with Jerry Stackhouse as Wait, one of the answers. Was this was this over like current players? Active, is this active players? Oh, it's this active is, players. No, this is every player. Every oh, player. every player. This yeah. is every player. Any okay. Player. I'm sorry, I missed that. But I still have it. Right and sorry, what, what was the bonus point? Uh, I, number of teams. Number of teams. In the okay. I, I'll just say 11. Okay. I'm going with Drew Gooden. Oh, that's a good one. Drew Gooden, and it's 10. Oh, that's a good one. I've, I saw something on Drew Gooden uh, the other day and just uh, how he has played for so many teams. And so I, I don't know where he stands in the history of worlds, but I'm thinking this is a good okay, answer. Okay, Gyro. Well, neither of you got the name, right? <laughs> oh. Dan was closer on the number. It is Crap. twelve. Shoot, twelve. Give me, give me four. The names, names are Chucky names. Brown. Okay, not a real person. Jim Jackson. Oh, Jim. Oh, guy, Jim wow. Jackson. Jim. Tony Massenberg. Yep. And Joe Smith. Joe Smith, Smith. number Drew, one overall yeah. pick. Joe Smith. Drew Gooden has the most number of trades. Oh, oh shoot! I know. Yeah, I think it's six trades. He's six. been traded six times or something. Pretty high. I see. Uh, right at the be- right off the bat, I was thinking that you were going to go for something along the lines of who's been traded the most. Right. So I, I legitimately typed down Drew Gooden before you started saying the question, but and I stuck with that answer because honestly I didn't have a better one. But hey, that was fine. All right. Well, neither of us gets points. We're still tied at one. Uh, we'll keep that tally going. Next one, if it hits, I'm a genius. Let's go over our ones from last week. Uh, last week I. Yep. Said if it hits, I'm a genius. I, if the Jazz can win all three of their games by 14 or more points each, the, well, they lost their first game. So, so it didn't work out. Didn't uh, but, yeah, didn't hit. Not a genius yet. 
We'll see what happens. Plenty of time, though. Uh, Dan, you said... Carmelo Anthony would be traded to the Cavs. Not quite. Did not even come close to happening. Did not work out. And Dover said that Chris Stapps Porzingis... Best. Oh, it was by far the best. Chris Stapps Porzingis would get 50 against the Nets. Uh, did you happen to see his final line? Uh, no, I didn't. It was 18. It was 18. You were 30, good game. 32 good game. off. You know, you, had a, you had a good game. I'll take an 18-point oh, game from Chris Harris, right. but not quite the uh, 50. Charlie, Charlie you're going to you're gonna like mine for this week. Oh, oh man, this is going to be fun. So uh, I'll kick us off. Uh, Andre Drummond next Saturday with the Pistons is playing the Bucks. He is going against his old front court mate, the, uh, uh, Greg Monroe. Well, maybe he's going to want to put on a show in front of him. Yeah. I'm thinking Andre Drummond gets 23 rebounds. Oh, yeah. I like that. Do, do I get a yes? I'll yes give that both a, sides? Yes. I'll give that a yes. All right, cool. That's great. I'll give that a yes. Dan, how you doing? So my, if it hits, I'm a genius mm-hmm. this week. Jeff Green has recently been traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. He has. Reunited with Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. My, if it hits, I'm a genius. Jeff Green is Jeff Green will average sixteen points per game versus the Suns, Nuggets, and Kings. Uh, sixteen or more. All right. Well, I I think he has the ability. It's is he going to get the minutes? What's the lineups going to look like? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I'll yeah. say yes. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, he's all right, in. cool. All right, it's over. You, you gave us the drum roll. I'm really is, pumped. This is specifically for you, Charlie. Oh boy. The Golden State Warriors <laughs> are going to get their sixth sixth. Loss of the season to Oklahoma City at Ooh, Oklahoma City no. on Saturday Ooh, like by twenty five. Whoa! Twenty five. What? By twenty five points? Are they giving up with four and a half minutes left? Oh Jesus! All right, yeah, yes, I allow it. Yes, oh, I allow my it. Gosh. You're off to a hot oh, start wow. in this segment. Dover's killer. See, you know if I it's he is the genius. He is a genius if we, it is. I mean, dang. Uh, before we head out, we want to make sure that you can be part of the chat. You can find us on Twitter at hack underscore uh underscore chat, or you can email us any questions that you may have about our uh, tips on fashion or our cuticles or our actual basketball acumen at hackachatcast at gmail.com. Uh, on our Twitter page, also, you can find our links to iTunes. Go subscribe on iTunes. Check Give it out. Give us a review. Get it on Give there. Give us some stars. Uh, we're, we're doing it. We're on the iTunes. We're pretty much official at this point. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, of course. You can subscribe there, and you can find us on Google Play as well. We're going to be tweeting out all of those links uh, once we get the show up, of course. You can send those to all of your friends. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cleep3. Gyro's on Twitter at JTDPerk. And Dan is not on Twitter at all. Not yet. Uh, Dan, I wanted to mention at the beginning of the episode, yes. I talked about someone here who has never had a hot dog in their life. And um, that would be me. That's actually you. You've never had a hot dog. No Twitter. No hot dogs. Keeping it clean for 29 years. Wow. You're killing it. You're killing it. We love it. Uh, speaking of killing it, our theme song has been awesome. It was written by Tim Piscitelli. Uh, you can find him on SoundCloud. Make sure you hit uh, get those subscribes there. Hit his listens. He's making a theme song specifically for us. We're really excited about that. So go check out Tim's page on SoundCloud. Listen to his music. I think that's all. Wait, 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 all wait, 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 hold on. What? What do we do? We have still not gotten to Harold Minor and what but, happened to him. 
What? What? We had it on the show notes this time. We How? ran out of time last time, and we didn't get I to didn't it this even... time. Oh, my gosh. There, you were Harold supposed to be running the show, and Harold... Yeah, there it was. Oh, I okay, because I was confused because I thought it was about a mining thing. No, no, we no. This is Harold oh. Miner. Shoot. Dunk contest. I thought it was just a man named Harold, and he no, mines. No. Crap. Um, next week. Next week. Next week for sure. Next week for sure. Uh, until then, travel safe, be good to one another, and ball out. Ball out.